Hi, good morning, everybody. It's Kevin here from Dublin Tech Talks. We have Christiani Coco Fitzer uh, today on the New Normal podcast. Good morning. Good morning, Gavin. Good morning, everyone. So, Christiani, uh, Christiani, uh, you are a agile innovation evangelist. Um, you've spoke at Dublin Tech Talks before. We've we've obviously talked a, a couple of times. Do you want to give a bit of a background who you are, what you do, and how, sure. how you help businesses? Sure. So I usually go by Coca. And I have this joke that it's Coca as in Coca-Cola. Um, I've been working with business transformation for the past 15 years and more specifically with Agile for the past six to seven years. Um, I also have a wide experience with remote working and managing remote teams and bringing Agile and cultural transformation into distributed environments. Well, so we're, we're going to try and talk a bit today about innovation through disruptive times, how businesses or teams can, you know, continue to be innovative, to change, to ensure that, you know, projects get done, um, but also, you know, what we should do and what we shouldn't do. Um, so just, just a bit about kind of basic concepts. Um, a lot of companies believe they're innovative and agile. Um, you've probably seen businesses that aren't, um, and, you know, we won't, we won't name names, but you know, what, what should a business have fundamentally would you say to be able to say, you know, go on that journey of business agility? Yeah. Being agile, being innovative, you know, what, what, what would a business need to have kind of fundamentally? I, I would say like the most important thing when we talk about these transformations and this way of management, Gavin, is that they have people, you know, on board that people buy into the ideas and they understand and they want to make it happen as well. There is no framework. There is no process. There is no book. There is no theory that is going to substitute how you bring people on the journey with you. So as you said, in terms of agile, there are many companies that have their tools like Jira and Trello and things like this, and they have their backlogs and standups and so on. And they think that because they have these practices, they are agile. And, and that's not true, right? To be agile, it takes much more. It takes you real adaptability, you being really able and, and comfortably, comfortable enough to navigate through the changes when the changes happen. So sometimes you're focused on a project or you're focused on an initiative and all of a sudden something happens and you have to, you know, drive away or you have to go through a different road than you had expected. And it is how well you can manage this change in your route that will define how agile you are. Not if you have all the ceremonies in place and so on. And I think the same thing applies for innovation as well. You know, some companies believe that they are doing projects or they are changing platforms and this makes them innovative. And that's not necessarily true. Um, to be innovative, you have to be bringing th new things into, you know, either your processes or your services or your products or what you offer to your customers, internal customers or external customers. So there are some misunderstandings around these buzzwords. As always. In, in, in relation to innovation, um, the more you read up on it and the more, more you look at it, mindset comes into it. A hell of a hell of a lot um do you think you can change people's mindsets when it comes to innovation or is that a, a you know a leadership 
capacity of of innovation and and if, you know if you've come to a roadblock on that you know how you do change people's mindsets or you you, you kind of have to go around them have you seen that in, in in your experience or from talking to people absolutely gavin like for example especially if we bring to the current context where we have the COVID 19 and all the crisis there are all these companies trying to reinvent themselves or you know getting ready to bounce back or bounce forward which is a word that i prefer like how are they going to bounce forward when things stabilize and come back to some normal and they 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 don't really know how to make that happen. You know, they think that, you know, maybe they should adapt a product to another area, but that's not, that's not exactly how innovation should happen. I think that the most basic thing around innovation is if you have people with their morale in, in a good shape, you're never going to get innovation out of people if they are tired, if they are stressed, if they are overworked, if they are demotivated, or if they have, disengaged. So the first thing that needs to be in mind for a company to be able to innovate is how, how much care, how good care are they taking about of their employees and their teams? That's, that's the core. That's the basis. You're never going to get good ideas, creative ideas, problem solving, you know, from people that are drained and exhausting and just clocking in and out and attending meetings, you know, and having their days ruled by, I have to be here doing my job. Yeah, no, we, yeah, I, I did a, a survey for a, a leadership event I was running and um, I was actually surprised there was still about 20, 25% of the people that answered the survey still hadn't even had just started their digital transformation programs. Um, you know, I, I just naturally thought most people had started their journey, uh, but it, it did show me that there was still nearly a resistance to change um, and, and from talking to people and, and reading and, and that seems to be the biggest hindrance in innovation and um, that resistance to do something new um in that conversation we always talked we talked about um giving people innovation time um companies say we're innovative and you know they'll do it at home on their own time rather than saying you know take friday afternoon to be your innovative at time yeah. and you know would you be an advocate for innovation time allocation or what would you be what, what I, way would work best do you think i think it's very good that companies and leadership can give people the time to be creative and just to try new things and to think about new things but also you have to be mindful with that you know gavin it's like for example sending kids out and you know out to a park and not supervising or not kind of giving them some guidance in terms of how that play is going to be. So, or what are you trying to accomplish with that play? So giving people just free time to go and play around with things will not necessarily bring you innovation. What I found that is, you know, that is, it's better in terms of trying to get the heads around innovation is when you give people a problem, you know, and also stop talking about the word innovation. That's very important because that puts already a pressure on people's brains that they have to come up with something new. And that's not the objective. The objective should be, you know, overcoming a problem, solving a problem, or trying to figure out a new path to something. For example, going digital, you know, mm. what does going digital means to a company? For example, if you are in the catering industry or in the food industry, 
what does going digital mean to you? You have to play with this idea a little bit, you know, like your food is not going to become digital, but maybe the experience will, you know? So how do you get people's brains into thinking about this to be scenario? I think that's the most important thing, you know, instead of telling people, here's an innovation channel on our Slack, come up with ideas, you know, yeah. that doesn't necessarily work. That's going to get it to lose, you know, um, and it's probably not going to get people on the right track to thinking about solving a problem yeah. or even disrupting something, which is also something that's you know especially on during these times we need to be thinking like innovation and disruption are not necessarily the same things you know yeah and, and speaking of disruption obviously in the middle of the biggest disruption in all our working lives um and even 2007 and 8 didn't have any of this disruption of you know not being able to actually you know see each other all you know in, in a work environment a lot of the times how do you think businesses have fared from who you talk to? And, and how do you think on the moving forward or bouncing forward companies will adapt and change? And especially in relation to innovation and into, you know, creating the, the new product that, that they have to create. So from what I've seen um, during these past weeks, Gavin, is that most companies have failed by helping their employees, you know, overcome all the emotions during this, this disruptive times. You know, many companies are not communicating or not communicating enough or not communicating correctly. This is having a huge impact on, you know, having the employees, having their morales low which is going to affect the whole functioning of things, right? Yeah. Now, on the other hand, things that I've seen working is companies, especially when they have leadership of small teams that are able to, to keep these small units, you know, close together and engaged and energized and they communicate usually on a daily basis. You know, it doesn't have to be a stand-up or a meeting, but maybe just a cup of coffee, you know, or they have lunch together and they have a laugh, you know, that's, mm. that's also very important that, that that kind of feeling is happening around the teams and the smaller the teams, the easier that's going to be. And that these people are given problems to solve. Like, for example, all right, so we're here in this situation where we cannot get out of the house. How do we reach out to our clients in this situation? You know, what could we do different? You know, how might we do X, X and Y? Um, and then giving people the problem and the time, they will probably come up with ideas that they could potentially iterate on and deliver something to the markets that it's either innovative or disruptive um, into, you know, how they are positioned in the market or how, do, how they do business regularly. Another thing that I've seen succeeding is, you know, companies that have already been working on this vein of innovation, you know, and problem solving and to be scenarios and so on that are now just, you know, pulling from their future logs and saying, this is what we're going to work on now. But this is only for the companies that have been living this mindset and had a future log or ideas that were, you know, outcomes of hackathons that they've done in the past. And now that it's time to bring something to life and experiment on whatever thing is. 
Um, but that's not a reality, you know, Gavin, yeah. what I've seen most common is, you know, people are super busy, you know, executing their tasks from nine to five and there is no time for thinking. Yeah. And I, 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 I've noticed that a lot that the always on mentality, and we talked about that in a couple of podcasts beforehand. It's probably the highlighted more than ever with people working from home, the not being used to kind of turning off when they come home or uh, feeling they have to be on all the time. And, that's going to personally, I think that's going to be one of the biggest changes for a lot of people um, that they, they will turn off post, you know, crisis. Everybody's working hard to keep their companies going or if they're, you know, looking for roles or whatever, everybody's doing that. But I think when everybody takes a breath and steps back, the, the always on mentality might, might change heavily. Um, which is a good thing in my mind. <laughs> um, you know, it's, 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 it's one of the things I think as leaders of businesses, people will have to look at and, and reassess because you can't expect people to be 120% every day. Oh yeah, absolutely not. And even in the agile ways of working, Gavin, one thing that we preach a lot is that you only plan for 80% of the capacity of your teams, you know, mm. don't plan for hundred percent of the capacity because otherwise you get the, you know, you get people sinking into the work and they don't have the time to either try something else or read about something or study about something. And these are also key things for creativity, you know, for, you know, almost like flushing in ideas into people. I remember I worked at a company where we had loads of kind of one-on-one -on -one trainings. Um, every week, every couple of weeks, we would get, you know, an email or there would be a buzz about the new training that was available. And in these trainings, we, we had to go and study the basics of things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, you know, cognitive, um, artificial intelligence, natural programming languages, you know, all this kind of thing. And just by being in touch with, you know, a quick video or a quick, you know, article about something that we were studying, automatically had people around thinking, hmm, what if we took this, for example, this process that we had here and we created, you know, a bot to do this instead of us doing this? What if we had, you know, a database where we have all our documentation and then we had a bot, you know, responding to us questions that are being asked. If this works, maybe we could put it in front of clients too. So when the companies also know how to offer people, you know, ideas in the sense of education, they also get people thinking, you know, even when you're going out for a walk or you're buying fruit or you're doing something, your brain is still digesting that new information that you've read and looking for where do I apply this? You know, that's how the brains are wired. They will function that way. But you have to keep nurturing. If you're not giving people new things, you know, they are potentially not going to think about how do I break through? You know, how do I disrupt? How do I innovate something? Yeah. So a couple of things I've, I've been thinking about myself. I don't know if you've thoughts on it. If you're a, a company that's old, that's keeping their lights on at the moment um, and you've probably put a, a hold on projects, what would you suggest would be the best way to 
kickstart them um, in the next in the next times, maybe next month or the month after? Is there a, you, for for the right way of doing a project in an agile or an innovative way? Do you feel there's a the right way and obviously there's a wrong way? What what would you suggest for companies that might be thinking that at the moment? So for companies that are essentially keeping their lights on at the moment, um, Gavin, and I think many companies will have to, or they either have had already to make this decision or they will have to make this, this decision at some point. Um, I think this is a very, this is a moment where leadership, first of all, needs to come together and think is keeping the lights on what we want to do. Like in the sense of, is applying your resources and the money you have at the moment into keeping your operations only the smartest choice because maybe the smartest choice is for you to you know just take some risks with your operations and you know try to get a percentage of your resources including your budget and 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 things like this into maybe it's time for us to focus on this because if you're just keeping your lights on, it's going to be harder for you to bounce forward when this is all over. You know, it's like you're going to be behind. You haven't had the, the time to think how things are going to change or how do I get ready. You will have to do that once lights are being switched on again. So that is going to throw you behind, you know, in terms of this whole journey. So first of all, what I would, you know, suggest for companies is you know, take this moment and think carefully, where are you applying your resources? You know, maybe keeping the lights on or, you know, or it's not enough for you. You have to be smart on how are you going to make your decisions right now? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that now in 07, 08, the companies that were able to invest really hockey sticked in nine and 10, um, you know, pro people who could invest in projects really saw the benefit. Um, yeah. yeah and to invest in products, sometimes they will have to decide that something else is going to take the hit, you know, mm -hmm. Gavin, and, and uh, maybe they're not going to be able to keep up with their service level agreements, for example, mm -hmm. you know, like if we use two operations team to keep this application up and running as in lights on, we will keep our SLAs. However, if we only keep this team and this team, we dedicating to something else, then maybe we're not going to keep our SLA, but we will be able to do something else. So it's thinking about taking these risks mm. and what are the effects of this risk? What are they going to bring to you short-term, long-term? I think this is the essential thing to be thinking right now because maybe just dedicating people to, you know, for example, keeping your SLA now is not going to guarantee you're bouncing forward, you know, in a few months. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and another thing I think people will look at is their, is their market. Um, I, there's certain companies, a lot of companies that would have been focused primarily on the single market base. Um, and that product probably was very niche. You know, any of the service-based companies that are, you know, focused on one area. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of internal innovation and distribution of product moving forward and there can't be that one reliance on a on a on a on a single service or a single revenue stream because yes it could be nobody expected this obviously nobody hopes this will happen again but yeah. you know that is probably a, a business law that everybody kind of forgot because the revenue streams are pretty strong in it um that's so, very true 
So rounding up and closing around, um, if you're a business and you're, you're looking at things now and you've, 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 you've looked at your processes, it, you know, what would be the, and you could make changes, what would be the biggest kind of advice or you know, top five things you would suggest for engineering managers or CIOs or CTOs or HRs to look at their organization and create a innovative environment or an agile environment or whichever way you're working environment what would be your big kind of five advices so i i would say my top number one gavin would be experiment right if you have an idea if you feel your niche product for example has a fit into something else go and try it out you know you don't have to have the full application the full customization to the other business or you know whatever it may be but just go and try it out especially because we're going through a crisis where people are all remote and distributed, like figure out a way of doing your experimentations remotely. That's already going to give you a lot of feedback. So try it out. That would be like one of my key advices because with that, then you know if you're on the right track or if you should park that or if you should throw something away and you know, not invest any further um, in that. So that would be the first one. The second one is start removing the barriers in communication in the company. Some companies are very structured and hierarchical and ideas don't flow and communication doesn't really happen. It goes all the way up and then all the way down. So start thinking of ways and start implementing and start testing ways where it's flattened. Like even distribution um, of communication that comes from the CEO and then goes to the managers mm -hmm. and people have to forward and forward and forward and forward, you know, until that takes, until that goes down the whole chain and everybody reads and everybody understands and it goes all the way back up. Try something else, you know, try a forum, try some kind of chat, you know, have smaller sessions, have round tables, flatten that communication. That's also would be a key element. Third one would be, you know, let go of your, you know, of your tunnel or your tunnel visions. That's not easy. Um, but I think every business, you know, every leader should be asking that project that I'm working on is, you know, what is the real value that it brings? What if we stay in a distributed format? For another year you know or how do i even reach you know other countries or you know just start thinking bigger and bring your teams to think bigger with you you know it's not the leader who needs to have all the ideas and you know he's not the smartest person you know so bring your bring your teams on the journey give them the challenge as well and hear what they have to say yeah right and Another thing that I think is very important is, you know, don't request innovation for innovation. You know, give people a challenge, give people a problem to solve and let them talk their craziest ideas. That's usually where, you know, the click happens, the magic happens and innovation really happens. Brilliant. Um, the, you know, it all sounds very basic, but I, you know, I think... Yeah. Taking a step back off the dance floor and having a, having a look will, will allow people to kind of listen to that advice and, and move forward. Um, but, I, you know, I'll let you go. Uh, thanks, Mill, for your time, Coco. Um, and I will speak to you soon. I'll put all your contact information on the link. Uh, but it's been always a pleasure, uh, Coco. And 
I hope all is well. Likewise, Gavin, thank you so much for the opportunity. And if anybody um, that's listening in wants to send a question or have a discussion about something, feel free to reach out to me. Brilliant. Always a pleasure. All right. Stay safe.